You're listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast. For more information on Dayton Christian Center, you can visit dcctx.church. Now let's join in for this week's message. Well, listen, y'all give it up for the ABBI pastor. (laughs) I don't like when they say that because I'm always one hooking or come apart away from not being able to go back at all, you know, much much less preach. But uh, thank y'all. I appreciate the opportunity to get to do this. Uh, It always, it, it molds me to be able to do this. It molds me into a better husband and a better father and a better leader in what we get to do around our place. So I just want to say thank you all, and uh, I honor you guys for letting us do this. But um, like David was talking about, uh, we're at a time in, uh, in, in, our, in our culture that the world is at, an all, anxiety in our world is at an all to, all-time high. Do I send my, my kid to school? Cass is three, next year he'll start school. And we're kind of on the bubble of what are we going to do, you know, with what's going on in the world? Do we keep him at home and try to keep him from the world? Or do we, send, do we equip him and send him out there into it? You know what I mean? So everybody's got their own opinions, but we're kind of at that spot. And do I send him with a mask? You know, my deal is right now I can barely keep him in his clothes all day, you know, <laughs> or, or one set of clothes, much less a mask going to school. But anyway, so... You know, do we get the, the vaccine? Do we, do we invest? Where do we invest? What's going to happen? We're on the brink of war in our own government. And, and you know what I mean? It's just been a crazy time. And every time you turn on the news, you're like, it can't get any worse. And then next week comes on, it's like, hold my beer and watch this. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it, it can get a little crazier. So, But uh, the world and people in your life need to see stability. And I'm not talking about a world or a culture outside of what your life is but like when you walk out that church door the people you come in contact with on your jobs the people that wait on you at the table the people that came into our room i i made it a point last week we had a we had a son canon william he was 10 pounds 13 ounces and he's here now and so uh i'm sorry eight pounds yeah i was thinking uh no it was i got that mixed up not 10 pounds but close yeah, my wife's probably like, anyways, so yeah, um, but I made it a point to come every time a nurse come in there, hey, I appreciate you, thank you, you know what I mean, I, I wasn't sitting there with my Bible in my hand trying to preach the word of God, it was when they come into the room, I wanted them to feel the presence of God because of the love we had for them, and I tell you what, we had a great experience, we, we didn't have a lot of family, we couldn't have family come, so it was just us, and we got to spend that time alone and and it was a great experience it, it taught us a lot and we were grateful for it and i really think it was because we had an attitude of gratitude we were thankful and every time somebody came in there we wanted to tell them how much we appreciated them and then and then when, when we got to go home there was actually a nurse that was reading the charts and she was inspired by by taylor's performance you know what i mean like she said we've never seen things like this we've never seen these charts like this and we're just she was blown away and I, she cracked me up. She had a bunch of funny stories and we, we ended up sitting there talking for like an hour, but she was a hoot. I told Taylor, I was like, that lady's something else. <laughs> and, uh, but we were grateful. But, uh, and it says, Jeremiah, Jeremiah 17, verse 7, it says, Blessed is the man whose trust is in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. And some versions say Jehovah, and Jehovah means your, your, 
your provider or your healer. And, and there's a long list of what Jehovah is to you. But, and I encourage you to go look at them up. But so, you know, just, just a list of that. But jo, Jeho, Jehovah is everything we need to make it on this earth. That's good. Man, that's and good. so if you would turn with me to chapter, Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. And if you would just bear with me. Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna feel like the air is gonna get sucked out of the room. But I promise you, I'm gonna, we're gonna weave through it, and I'm gonna come back, and it's all gonna tie together. But just, just bear with me while we get there. It says, and uh, which is crazy that David, you know, closed out like that. Because you know, in your mind, you're wondering, you know, where are we going with the service? And then you know, the the, the music ties it all together, and then David's closing it. And and what better way to to uh, start this message with David opening like that. And it says, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life or what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and body more than the clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor the gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valued than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the fields, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, and yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory would not array like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is today and tomorrow is thrown in the oven, he will not much more clothe you, O you of little faith. Therefore, no, therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For all these things the Gentiles seek. And, and um, we can get into a study on the Gentiles, but we'll move on. It's pretty well much non-Jewish, you know what I mean? And there's a lineage of, of Christians and, and, and how that's... But when I see Gentiles, I think of the world. You know, somebody that's not of Jewish belief or not tied to the covenant. So we'll, we'll move on. That's a whole different... But for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And the title of my message today is Who's Worried? And it is easy to get worried. Um, you know, we were... About a month, I guess we were due on the 12th, and uh, we were going to the bull riding at ABBI uh, Belton, and, you know, we were three hours away, and we, it's rained for, I don't know, 90 days straight here, and, you know, it's like, um, I got a baby, my son's got hand, foot, and mouth disease, my wife's going to have to get all this figured out, and, and we're, you know, we were hoping he would come early. But he ended up coming late, and it, it all worked out in God's timing. But you know, I'm on the brink of like, hey, do I, do I need to stay back and figure all this out? You know, we don't usually we got three or four hundred rolls of hay put up for the winter, and we don't have any hay. You know, and here we are. We're there's there was a laundry list of things that we had to worry there that we could have worried about. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's that's everybody in this room. There's you got a list, you know. And so, but I remember you know just praying like, man, what do I? What am I going to do? You know, I, I got to, there are people that can speak at those ABBI deals and, and there they're are powerhouse people that do a good job and they will. But I felt like it was like a, all right, God, I, I had to choose. Was I going to do what God called me to do and push? Hey, I can't, there's nothing I can do to change any of that. 
So do I need to stay here and, and be in a pool of worry or I'd go on and do what God's called me to do? Because wow. what if I would have changed somebody's life? You know what I mean? And I remember going to the ABBI bull riding and we would open, and I opened up and I said, you know, this, this is the why. This is the why we're here. That, that downstairs and the bulls and the horses, man, that's the what. But this is the why because we get to do this. And so, and, and it just reaffirms us like this is why we get to do this. And, and we'll just move on. But, yeah, don't sweat the small stuff. Go on with your purpose and your calling because it's, it's out there. It's, you're always going to have a laundry list of things to be worried about. But you just push forward and move on and keep going. And uh, Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understandings. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. And that's kind of when you come into that, you know, you come to Christ and, and it's not a fairy dust. It's, it's a process. Okay, we're going to, it's like going on a date with your wife. You didn't, you wasn't married on your first date. You know what I mean? It took time. We got to figure this thing out. We got, I'm, Taylor and I have been married and, and I still have, sometimes I'm like, I, I don't even know. Like yesterday, <laughs> uh, I, I was like, hey man, we're doing good. I remember the other day we were sitting on the couch and Cass is, like we're home from the hospital and she's got the baby in her arms and like the grass is green and everything's just great, you know. And we're sitting there and I got Cass and he's asleep, like sitting up asleep and she's got the baby and he snored. I looked at Taylor and I was like, hey, I think we're doing it. Like we got it going on, you know. We, if you'd have told me we would have been here five years ago, I would have been like, no way. No way this is going to happen, but... Yeah, we're, we were doing it, and I was happy. That was a good moment. I'll never forget that moment, you know. And so, but I remember making a decision to, to go down that path. Like, no matter what happens, I'm not, I'm not getting off this path. I'm going to follow God, and I'm going to see it through. And, and I tell you, I've never been disappointed. I've been scared. Yeah. I ain't going to lie. Even getting up here today, I mean, one year ago was the first time I ever done this, and I couldn't imagine. Like, I was just so scared. But I knew that it was a holy, it was a reverence of God's like, if you'll just do what I call you to do or I ask you to do, I'll, I'll make a way for you. Yeah. And he's, he wants to do that in everybody's life here. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not the guy standing up here. Right. It's, it's everyone sitting in this room. Yeah. And so um, you, you have the choice to choose. And I, I want to talk to the young people for a minute. Don't wait until you graduate. And your parents walk you to the door with some luggage to figure out what you're going to do. That's right. You know, I've been watching Cass and, and some of the other, other young people. And um, Samuel was weaned at seven. And, and Samuel in the Bible, if, I want to encourage you, go study the life of Samuel. He was weaned at seven and he anointed David as king. And he was Saul's ear to God because he was dedicated and he served. I mean, you, you go, wow, I can, I can sit up here all day and talk about Samuel. He was, a, he was the real deal. And so, you know, and, and what I've been watching is parents walk them to the door with some luggage. Don't, don't coddle them kids till they're 26 or 27 because that's what happened to me. You know what I'm saying? I wish my parents would have kicked me out. You know what I mean? Like, hey, get out. This is our house now. You know what I'm saying? And, and it, I really, I, at the time, I was grateful, but now looking back, I wish I would. I wish they would have been on. Hey, go and get out of here. It's, you know what I mean? And I was, I've been back two or three times. You know, it ain't been easy, but, uh, you know, I was grateful for that. But 
I want to encourage you, you know, I watch Cass and, and I don't have it all figured out. We definitely don't. Um, yesterday or day before I was trying to get him to go with B. Oh, yesterday morning we needed to go get feed and his mama needed to be with the baby and uh, I was like, hey Cash, you want to go with me? He's like, no. I said, well, we're going to go get feed. And he said, no, I don't want to go. I was like, well, you don't have a choice. And he's like, yeah, but I don't want to go. And I said, well, we'll go get some donuts. And uh, he said, donuts? I said, no, we're going to go to the donut store and get some kolaches. And I said, he said, you're a liar. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, I mean, I'm like walking. And I was like, I just kind of took a step back. Like, where did he hear that? You know, I'm thinking, it's got to be Keisha or Sam's kids. Or, you know what I mean? Who, whose kids did I get to blame this all? He's been at mom's. And, you know, it's like, I ain't been around him. I'm looking at Taylor. She's looking at me. So I don't have this figured out by any means, you know. I mean, we get up this morning. We're headed to church. And uh, I go outside, and I need to feed and open some clothes, some gates, and I come back. And before I left, I got him dressed. Well, he put his boots on, but he wanted to wear his spurs. And I was like, you can't wear your spurs to church. So take your spurs off. So, so he takes them off. I get them on. Well, I go outside to get the car ready, and I turn around and come back, and he's walking down the driveway. He got his pants tucked in his boots, and he's smoking a pretzel stick. You know? So <laughs> I was like, hey. You can't smoke the pretzel sticks, son. You got to take your pants out of your boots, you know. And so to sit up here and say that we have it figured out is an understatement, you know what I mean? And so I, I want to encourage you, don't, we don't have it figured out. But what I do see in Cass is he, he wants to do what I want to do. I take him with me every Monday. We go uh, preg check cattle and... Um, He's just about it, you know, and, and the other day we got home, we had been working and he gets home and I'm sitting on the couch and he comes in there and he's got a sock on his arm and she goes, what? <laughs> what's, she, what's he doing? I was like, he's fisting a palpate cows. <laughs> and so uh, I see him, I'm just like, just watch, let's see what happens, you know, it's going to be fun. I'm like, so yeah, well, we were inside, so. And the dogs were safe, but <laughs> he walks around. There's a shelf like that far from the yard. He sticks his arm between the shelf and the wall, and I'm like, "Oh my God, what are we gonna do?" <laughs> but uh, not going to public no, no, I don't know if they're ready for that. <laughs> yeah, I bet that's crossed my mind about him. It's like, man, I don't know if I got enough minutes on my cell phone to. For, for him to go uh, to public school, <laughs> teachers are going to be burning me up, but oh goodness. But now, you know, he's walking around and somebody gave him a get the, uh, Aaron and Tina gave him a guitar the other day. We were at a life group over there. And I mean, he's all about it. He's about that guitar. And I have no idea about a guitar. You know what I mean? I, I can I usually, I'll get him, a, he'll bring a tie rope in there and He'll want me to tie it on to him. I'm like, all right. So, but I, I, it's my job and it's our job as parents to see that in them, you know, that, that musical gift or him wanting to be what I am. You know, it's my job to mold that and to shape that into their lives. So when they are 18 or 17 or whenever they get ready to go into the world, they're not trying to figure out what they need to be because I've invested into him. Okay, I'm, if this, 
this guitar and this keyboard thing works out, or if it's something that he don't throw away in a week, we're gonna we're gonna find him somebody. We're gonna get him with that person. You know what I mean? And and we're gonna invest in that because I don't I don't care what he is. I don't care what he does as long as he does it. You know what I mean? And we're gonna serve God and we're gonna use our gifts to do that. And so I wanna. I want parents to recognize that gift in your kids and, 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 and don't wait. You know, it's yeah. never too early to get that into their hands. Yeah, I'm going to keep moving on. But uh, I was, uh, oh, there, yeah. And so I, what I've come to learn is I can't give my boys success. I can't give it to them. You know, I can, I can set them up for it and I can hand them over the keys that and the good. tools that they need, but I cannot give them success. That and that's so going to be something that they have to learn on their own. And it's going to be our job to make sure that we invest in, that, in those tools to get them to success. And, uh, I was, and I, I got a revelation of that. I was uh, watching an interview with Stephen Furtick and T.D. Jakes, and they were talking about, you know, what people were going to do. And it, it never has to be the thing, you know. He's talking about his son's going to college for a music degree, and he comes back and he says, Dad, I don't think that's it. I don't think that's what we, you know, I don't think that's it. And he says, well, son, it ain't, it don't, it's not the thing. It's the thing that leads to the thing, you know what I mean? And so it's always, it could be a gate for your kid's life to move you on to something else, you know, and so, and uh, what what he said was, uh, God said, I don't make tables, I make trees. And, and that really, that resonated with me, you know, like, and that even in the horse world, I remember having a conversation with Damien about, you know, we get these horses and it's our job to make them into something. We either make them into something good or we either make them into something bad. And that's that's kind of the revelation I got was, God don't make good horses. He makes, he makes horses, and it's our job, and that's our. It comes into our life, and and we invest in that, and we spend our time, and what, and and you'll always see, the fruit of that when he gets ready to leave, you know. And we've invested time in it, and 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 it shows. And so, um, Proverbs says to get wisdom and. Uh, Get, get understanding. In Proverbs chapter 8, verse 17, it says, I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently find me. Riches and honor, enduring riches and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, yes, than fine gold, and my revenue is better than choice silver. And uh, we're going to go back to Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, and this is, this is right before Jesus is telling us, don't worry. He's just laying it out. And right before he gets there, he says, no one can serve two masters. Either he'll hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. And that word mammon is money and riches. And that, this, this is a... This is a scary time, and, and I remember coming to this place in my life where I had to choose, was I going to do what God called me to do, or was I going to chase money? Does this make sense to anyone? And, and I, I promise you, if you'll bear with me, I'll, I'll tie this thing up. It's in, in, right there in Proverbs, it says, riches and honor follow me. And so when we align ourselves with the righteousness in the kingdom, and we're, we're in right standing with the king of heaven, it comes with it. Wow, that's good. Cousin. So if I bring Cass to my house and I set him up for success and we're going and I'm teaching him, 
Everything that I have at my disposal is at my son's disposal. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, so he has everything he needs to get the job good, done. And that's good. the same thing with the Spirit. That's the same thing with God. That's good. Hey, you're my son and you're my daughter, and I have everything that you need to do what I called you to do. And if you'll align yourself and you'll, you'll find your purpose in that, in that kingdom, I will align it, and I will make it happen, and I'll bring it to you. Man, that's good. And uh, he, if you go to Mark chapter 10, you don't have to turn there. I'll read it. But it, it kind of brings me back to the uh, rich young ruler. He said, now as he was going out of the road... One came running and knelt before him, and he asked, Good teacher, what shall I, what shall I do that I may inter- inherit eternal life, eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good. No one is good but one, that is God. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear fault witness. Do not defraud. Honor your mother and your father. And he answered and said to him, Teacher, all these things I have kept from my youth. Then Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, One thing you lack, go your way, sell whatever you have, and give it to the poor. And you will have treasures in heaven, and come, take up the cross, and follow me. But he was sad at this word and went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. And I I remember reading that, and I'm like, man, I don't, you know, we we had all this this stuff. I was definitely at a crossroads where, you know, where... I, I could stay at a ranch and I had everything I needed to, I was, it was what I wanted. You know, it was everything that I had ever wanted. It was a big ranch and I remember riding down the road one day and this guy says, hey, th- well, you know, I'm getting ready to retire and this is yours. And I, I remember point blank, it was like the Lord dropped it in my spirit. He says, I got, I got something better for you. You know, and I'm thinking, what, a, you know, what now? <laughs> and so... You know, it's like, all right, well, what, what is that? And, you know, a lot of times God will just drop that in you. And then it's going to be your, your job to figure that out, you know. But like David was saying, he, you might be neck deep in the water before it parts sometimes, you know. Or you feel like it's that way. But I guarantee you it'll part. And uh, if you'll just hang in there. In uh, Proverbs it says, surely riches can make themselves wings and fly away. And uh, in Mark chapter 10, it says, uh, verse 23, he's teaching and he's got his disciples with him. He says, this was after he had, um, you know, he's telling the rich young ruler and these guys, they've given up everything to follow him. And and I remember that in my life. It's like, man, I've given up everything. I'm doing what you called me to do. And he says, then Jesus looked around at his disciples and he says, how hard is it for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were astonished at his words. But Jesus answered again and said to them, Children, how hard is it for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God? It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And they were greatly astonished, saying among themselves, Who can be saved? And Jesus looked at them and said, Hmm. With men it is impossible, but for God, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. And Peter began to say to him, See, we have left everything and followed you. And I want you to underline this in your Bible, write it down, put it on the bathroom mirror. It says, 
Jesus answered and said, Assuredly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or, or left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake in the gospels who shall not receive a hundredfold. Now in this time, houses or brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come, eternal life. But many, many who are first will be last, and the last shall be first. And if you've ever come to my house or got the chance to come visit and see Taylor and I, I remember it was like the other day when we were sitting there. It was like, we made it. We, we've done it. We, we did that. We, we, I, remember not, I remember showing up to David with a two beat up trucks that I had to put together to make one. <laughs> you know, if one of them broke down, the other one was, you know, and a trailer and a, two dogs that nobody liked except me. <laughs> and a couple of horses, you know, and it was like we, I left it all, but I knew God had a purpose for our life. And I, I knew God had a plan. And I was in a wreck. I, I was in a wreck at that time, you know, and it was like what I thought was good wasn't. You know, I wanted that job, and I. it was like when, when God asked me to move on, I, I had a choice to make. I could stay in it and, and do it my way, or I could do it God's way. And when God said he had something better for me, I had no idea this was it. And this would, this would, it would lead me to this place where I live now. And um, God, will move, God will move you in a direction, you know. God moves built... Uh, Making moves, God will make moves in your life to build relationships to get you with the people that you need to be with. And uh, I'm here today because of that. But first things first, I had to move. I had to have continue to be on the same page with God. I had to figure out what that purpose was for my life, and I had to. I, every morning, I had to go with that. All right, God, what do, what do we got to do today? Or you know, and sometimes we'd ask the questions and you wouldn't hear, it and you just done what you felt like needed to be done you moved on you know and and god will meet you where he needed to be and you know needs you to to be um god can take you places money can't get you god god can put you in fruitful multiplying relationships that money can't buy and houses and places that you can't afford to buy. Man, that's good. And I tell you what, that's I'm a living testament of that today because I, yeah. I've got to experience that and, and bringing Cannon home the other day and just being able to sit there and, and, and you know, we got hay in the barn now and everything worked out. Got her baby at home and we're doing good and we're grateful for it. And I can't, I don't, I didn't have the money for that. You can't buy that. You can't buy those relationships. Me and Coy and Cole and Damien were were doing, we we always work cattle together. And uh, we were driving home the other day and I was telling them about a a deal where I'd got to, there was a guy over here that was a very important person and there was a guy over here that was very important. And those guys needed to meet. And I got to bridge that gap for those guys. I'm a, I'm a day working cowboy. You know what I mean? We, we're like, we call they call it day thugging. You know, <laughs> it's like, you know, it's, it's hot and nasty, but I got to, I got to, I got to, God used me to merge those people. 
And I remember Coy asking, he, he turns around, and Coy's always, he's pretty witty, you know. He's always got something funny or dumb to say. But anyways, he turns around, and he says, Damien, you know what that is? And Damien said, no, man, what's that? He said, that's king moves. And I was like, yeah, we're playing chess when everybody else is playing checkers. You know what I mean? <laughs> so God did that, you know what I mean? And I was grateful to be a part of that and just really just following what God had me to do. I was just going to work, and, I, and it, God dropped it in my spirit that these two people, they needed to come together. And God will use you in that. Whatever you're doing, wherever you're at, God will use you to do that. And I don't care if I ever get the credit. You know what I mean? I, I, it wasn't about the credit. But uh, I want to encourage you all, you know, let God, just don't worry about it. You know, yeah, we don't quit your day job. You still got to work. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> That don't, that don't, this is not a message to get you to call your boss and tell them you don't have to show up to work tomorrow because you do. The Bible says you have to work to eat. You know what I'm saying? You got to ride bulls. You got you to gotta do whatever. You know what I mean? Whatever you're called to do, that's what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? But, but God says if you're doing what I called you to do, all that other stuff, it's just going to come in alignment with my kingdom. And so I want to encourage you with that today. And I appreciate you all letting me do this. And thank you for that. You want to close it? Or? Oh, well, Father God, are you staying with me while we pray? <laughs> Father, we just thank you for today. We thank you for the word. Uh, Father, I just pray that it fall on uh, fertile ground, that it would take root, Father God, and, and that, uh, that, Father, it would do its job and it would go forth, Father God. And we just thank you for today. We we, we come against all the chaos in the world right now, Father God, and we just look to your kingdom because it's stable, and that's where we want to be. We want to be a stable people, and we just thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Good work. Thank you. We are so glad that you chose to tune in with us this week. We hope that today's message left you challenged, encouraged, and inspired. If you enjoyed today's message and would like to hear more, you can find us wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts as well as on YouTube. Thanks again for listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast.